Hello there. I am David A. Specht, the original old dog. If there is anything I have learned in my 30 plus years of life and leadership, I have learned that mindset is everything. Join me and my guests as we explore the positives and negatives of that thing between our ears. This is Keep This In Mind. Hello and welcome, and I am super excited to introduce my guest today, Cicely Simpson. Gosh, it's been months ago now at a, at a mastermind group where she spoke. We have developed a friendship since then. Um, I'm going to I'm going to pimp her book because you need to buy this Amazon bestseller. Pull up your chair, my friend Cicely Simpson. I will read to you. In my, those sound like Russian, but in my formerly nicotine-stained hands, uh, who Cicely is, so you know why you should be listening to her today. Leveraging 25 years of leadership experience in business, public policy, and political and legal affairs, author Cicely Simpson possesses a wealth of knowledge to guide lobbying and coaching clients to pull up their chair and have their seat at the table of influence. Founder and CEO of Summit Public Affairs, Cicely is an in-demand public speaker on a wide range of topics, including chair, leadership, career advancement, political trends, and political risk management for businesses. Cicely received a Juris Doctor from Pepperdine University School of Law and a Bachelor's Degree in Political Science from Lipscomb University. And it says for more information about Cicely, which we will cover at the end of the interview, Go to CicelySimpson.com. So without further ado, I would like to introduce to you Cicely Simpson. Hey, Cicely, how are you today? Hey, I'm great. How are you? Well, the fact that the that the technology is working thus far has got me a super pumped. <laughs> Listen, that's half the battle, my friend. You got the yes. technology working, we're good to go. <laughs> you know, in, in, in the day and age of, of Zoom everywhere, right? You know, it took... I don't know if you had a Zoom learning curve, but I did. And especially then when you started hosting Zooms and you started wanting to share a screen and it was like every time you did something, there was this like huge technology chasm that you had to, to cross to, oh, to, yeah. to make it all happen. So the fact that we have actually gotten both of our faces on this screen at the same time is no small I feat. I love so, it. Well, listen, Zoom crashed my computer back in 2020. <laughs> Because I had one of those little small, you know, 12 inch MacBooks that I could literally put under my arm and it ground to a halt. And I was like, oh, <laughs> video wow. conferencing and Zoom pretty much killed my Mac. <laughs> wow. So, yes, technology is great when it works and when it doesn't, it's kind of a pain. But here we go. We're here it's together. Crazy. So it's working for us. Yes. And so. I want I want to dive in with you because I consider you a a difference maker, a a person who moves the needle in the lives of, of of folks that are trying to advance their career, and that's why I framed our conversation today as "Don't hate your career in 2023." Um, <laughs> so, as someone who has been on on the Hill in D.C. and you've dealt with so many types of people from so many different kinds of backgrounds, I mean, we let's face it, if we mentioned some of the, the, the people that you worked for and worked with, they would be like, oh, holy cow, you know. So so we know that there is, and I remember you talking about you worked through, you've worked through four different presidential administrations on the Hill. Yep. So so you you've been in environments all the way from, you know, Pollyanna to the world's ending, and it probably changes on an hourly basis. 
today it does. <laughs> so, so for somebody who's entering a new year or, you know, and I don't know when this will drop as a podcast, but certainly the people that are watching today, they're thinking about their 2023 and they may, they may think their life sucks. They may think their job sucks. They may, you know, we, we talk about the great resignation that started in 2020 as a result mm -hmm. of COVID. I would like for you to just kind of talk about some of the things that you've come across as maybe the top reasons why people are dissatisfied in their careers and maybe some tips as to what they can do to mitigate the, those feelings. Happy to. And look, I think you hit the nail on the head in your question, part of which is we tend to wait for these big moments to make change. I mean, think of the pandemic, right? We all came out of that and we're like, we don't like our jobs anymore. And we kind of scat, you know, rediscovered that working from home and family time, like, you know, the great resignation was kind of born out of this idea that people kind of reevaluated their lives and they don't want to do this stuff anymore. They kind of have different priorities, different values. And while that's good, it's also bad in that we wait for those big monumental moments to make those changes. Like you said, when in fact, you can do that every single day. And I know you, that's part of your story is your health journey. It's part of you know, a career journey is don't wait for the annual review. Don't wait for the new year. Don't wait for these big monumental moments. Start now. Start today. Because to answer your question, the people, you know, I coach people from all different walks of life across the country, now across the world. And what I'm hearing is I know what I want to achieve. I don't know how to achieve it. Give me the roadmap. What are the steps I need to be able to accomplish my goals? But yeah, there are people who are frustrated. Uh, we're kind of back to semi-normal now, I guess you could say, and they're frustrated. The pandemic has helped a lot of people realize, I don't want to do what I've been doing. What's next for me? What do I pivot to? How do I discover that? I don't even know where to start with that, with that journey, with that discovery. So it's, but then there are people who are like, I feel like now's a great time for me. How do I leverage it to my advantage? How do I put myself out there? What's my personal brand? What, how do I tell my story? So it's all manifestations of kind of the same, the same topic, which quite frankly comes back to, you know, you know your what, you may know your why. What we do is we give you the how. Because I can't tell you what you want to accomplish. I, I, most of the time we have to struggle together with the why when I'm coaching folks, but the how is the secret sauce that gets you from A to B very quickly. It's how you close the gap from where you are now to where you want to be. And that's the conversation and journey that we go on with a lot of people. I would add to that just a follow-up, and that is the, the, the word entrepreneur has become sexy, right? I mean, everybody mm -hmm. and their brother's an entrepreneur, but that's not the answer for everyone. In fact, you know, but yet we have painted a picture that if you're working for someone else, somehow you're selling yourself short. Mm -hmm. How do you answer that to somebody who who maybe you recognize doesn't have the chops to be an entrepreneur? How do you how do you encourage them that you say there's absolutely nothing wrong with being valuable to somebody else? How, how, how do you help them navigate that? Yeah, you know, I I tell people and I coach people, be a person of impact where you are. That doesn't mean you have to be an entrepreneur. Your goal, though, should be impact, not influence. So where can you have that? You can have that in your current role, your next role, whether that's in a job, whether that's as an entrepreneur. But the entrepreneur thing is also kind of, is that really what you want to do? Is it what you want to do or is it what everybody's telling you you want to do because you keep hearing about it? And look, I, I'm very honest about my journey. Yeah, I've worked with four presidents. I've been on the Hill. I've done all this stuff. 
but I got fired from my job in 2018. You know, none of us are, all of us are replaceable. None of us are immune from that. And I started my business out of my question of what am I going to do next? And where can I have the greatest impact? Had I not gotten fired, I would have stayed in that job forever because we were we were rocking and rolling, having great success and doing some amazing things in that role, my team and I. So there are those moments where you kind of have to pivot. But I tell people, um, the real question for you is, if you want, if you can have impact where you are, do it. But if you feel like there's something else, if you feel like you're not satisfied, follow that gut instinct. And what I often tell people, you know, who were like me is if you're fine where you are, then the question is lean into where you are and have greater impact there. But if you feel like you need to go do something else, what is that something else? And the one size fits all model just doesn't work. And you know that it doesn't work for people just because somebody else is doing it doesn't mean you should do it. And you kind of got to do some soul searching before you answer that question of starting a business. Listen, it's the best decision I ever made, but it's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's a journey. Uh, I started my business and didn't realize you ready for this. I didn't realize I was supposed to have clients when I started. So I launched the business. I launched a business in the fall of 2018 because I was tired of my dad saying, are you going back to work? What are you doing? You've been off for a couple of months. Like, get your butt in gear. And then I launched my firm and I was like, I don't have any clients. I think I did this backwards. I need to go find people who are now going to, I mean, you know, nobody, there's no playbook for this stuff. And so, you know, it's not for the faint of heart. You've got to have a plan is what I coach entrepreneurs on. you got to have a plan. Uh, if you want to go down this road, you've got to have a pretty solid plan to do so. But David, I love that question. It's a great question. Um, I, another thing that I see that, that people that have careers are living in, and that is a great deal of fear, you yes. know, the, the pandemic, you know, and we, we, we hate bringing up the pandemic, everybody, we're, we're so pandemic weary, it's ridiculous. But, but there is a real fear because so many businesses, market shifts took place and people lost employment, they, they lost a business. As you well know, my, my, one of my core industries has taken a huge hit. I, I, t I tell people all the time, I feel like I'm owning the last blockbuster with Netflix out there as a, as a print media <laughs> owner. And there's this real concern about that I can't stay where I'm at, even if I do feel like I'm making a great impact. What what would you tell that person that's, that that maybe doesn't have dissatisfaction, but a, a real fear that that where they're at may not always be there? Well, you got to get to the root of that fear first of all. I mean, you got there's there's something there. You got to peel back the layers to that, right? Mm -hmm. And then once you kind of pay, peel back the layers, they have a choice. Once you discover kind of the root cause of what's driving that fear, and there's a lot that goes into that, but you've got to, you got to, you got to, you've got to kind of make a choice. And I always say, you know, fear is face everything and run or face everything and rise. And in the midst of that fear, when you identify the root cause of that fear, and if you're in kind of the chaos, like you said, nobody wants to talk about the, the pandemic, but it did kind of throw our world and our lives into chaos. There's opportunity in chaos. Too often we see fear and we go into shelter mode. We hunker down, don't do anything, don't rock the boat, just get through it. That's not always the best posture to take, especially if there's opportunity for you, but you're scared to take it. That's a totally different conversation than the root of the fear. It's why are you not taking advantage of the opportunity in front of you, even if chaos exists? Right now is a great example. Everybody is convinced we're in a recession. We're not textbook definition of a recession is we're not 
But God help us, we're going to talk ourselves into one because everybody's saying we're in it. So now you have all this fear and anxiety about economic times. And look, your industry in newspapers is a totally different story because that, I mean, yeah, I mean, your analogy of the Netflix is is uh, is spot on. That's evolution of kind of where that industry is going. But when you look at kind of the folks, you know, that we talk to every day, people who are watching your podcast, listen to your podcast, everybody's bought into the notion that they're going to lose their job, they're going to get laid off. And that there's bad economic times and you're like, first of all, we're not bad economic times. But if you do have a fear of being laid off or losing your job, then let's work on that plane now. Let's not wait for it to happen. So fear can, can be paralysis analysis. And we got to get out of that and actually turn fear into action. That's that's my that's my advice. And that's what I'm I help my folks work through my clients work through when I when we get that moment of fear or that moment of imposter syndrome. It's like time out. <laughs> We got to tackle this because you can't get past it until you identify what it is and acknowledge it. And I would say that the that the person is the X factor, right? You can you can have any structure, any plan, any any how, but but the person actually taking the action in there mm-hmm. is really the the difference maker. What 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 will move the needle in their in their lives? So. What are some of the things that, you know, one of the things that I believe, and, and, I, and I bring it out all the time, I believe that if you get traction in one area of life, it will spill over to wanting to take on other areas. You know, for me, it's health, you know, lose the weight, get healthy, all of a sudden you want to get fit, or all, all of a sudden you want to get into personal development, or all of a sudden you want to, you know, improve your relationships. What have you seen with your clients that when they begin to get traction in their career trajectory, that it spills over into other areas of their life. Have you have you seen that 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 particular thing play out? Absolutely, and that that statement that belief is spot on. I had a client who came to me in January this year, literally just a few months ago, and had just lost their job. That person had just lost their job, and I knew them through that role, but we were not close. And they came to me, and they were probably at their lowest point, very similar to where I was. When I had lost my job, because your confidence is shaking, you think you've done something wrong. I mean, it's a jarring experience to lose your job. But that person was probably at the lowest point. And they told me they were at the lowest point they've ever been at. Seven months later, by July, after we kind of started tackling the lack of confidence, how do we get past it? Let's get past that fear. Let's get past that moment that you did something wrong. And we kind of started peeling back some of those layers and doing the work. Seven months later, by July, this person not only had a new job making a higher salary than what they had in, you know, when they got fired um, earlier in the year, they also had now started a second business and they had a third organization reach out to them about doing some consulting for them. So literally this person called me and said, I, I don't know what happened over the past seven months. I'm like, I do. You did the work. You did the work to overcome the jarring experience you had. And when one thing I'm very big on is helping people understand their value. Your job is not your value. Your value is your personal branding, your personal story. And that has nothing to do with your job. But if you're from a certain generation, we were conditioned, you go to work and your job is what you do. And that's all you do. And, you know, and so, you know, one thing I start with all my clients is we got to separate who you are from your job, because if you can't do that, you can't move past whatever experience you've had. So yeah, in seven months, three roles. (laughs) And it's phenomenal to see the transformation, but the transformation was roll up your sleeves and do the work. Now, look, I've had some clients who've signed on with me and they wanted me to give them the answer. They didn't want to do the work. 
They didn't have kind of the belief that you're talking about that once you find abundance in one area, it's going to spill over into the other. And they just kept getting the call week after week. Well, just tell me what it is, Cicely. Just tell me what it is. And I'm like, if you're not willing to do the work, this is not a great fit because I can't do that for you. I can't. So it goes both ways. But for the people who are willing to do the work, seven months transformation going from no job to now three different opportunities. And the person is thriving. Their family says they've never been happier. It's amazing to see but it goes back to that belief you were just talking about. So let's let's let let's kind of shift the conversation just a little yeah. bit. Um, you know, as a coach, you know, you get to speak into people's lives, you know, one to one, you know, or you know, as a speaker, one to a room full. But you're speaking to thousands of lives with the structure that's outlined in this book. Can you kind of tell me since it's launched what you know some of the things that that maybe the person, you know, it's still time for Christmas. You can order this on Amazon and get it in time for Christmas. Please but, do. <laughs> well, you know, as people are looking to improve themselves, because let's face it, the, I tell people all the time, the parking lot at the gym is packed on January 2nd. You know, if somebody was saying, hey, I'm thinking about, you know, really trying to straighten out my life and my career. And you and, and I'm saying, hey, get this book. What, what what would they expect when they open the pages of it? What, what's the structure that you take them down? Let, you know, we know what the chair concept, well, they should know what the chair concept is, but if they don't, let, let's go, go ahead and just give me that, you know, the, the Reader's Digest condensed version, because we want them to buy the book to get the meat. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And look, um, the, you know, chair is based on a quote by the first African-American Congresswoman, Shirley Chisholm. If they don't give you a seat at the table, bring a folding chair. And she was the first African-American congresswoman in the 70s. She's also the first woman who ran for president, but nobody really kind of acknowledges that. Mm. She she didn't wait to be invited to the party. She kind of did her own thing. And so the Reader's Digest of the book is very similar to what I've done over 20 years in Washington. If you wait to be invited, you're going to miss a lot of opportunities in your career and personally in your life as well. You've got to decide to pull up your, your chair to that table. And when you do that, not only... You know, I always say champion yourself, finding your voice gets you to the table. Impact ensures you stay there. And so that book, people tell me it's not the read it and put it on the shelf. It's the guide. You want to take notes. You want to highlight. It's literally your roadmap to get from where you are now to where you want to be. And you're spot on about kind of the reception we've gotten. It's been phenomenal to the point now where we're moving from one-on-one coaching to launching an online career resource hub where we can serve thousands or even millions of individuals in their careers from students to CEOs and entrepreneurs, people who are all coming to us looking uh, looking for that roadmap. And one person can't do that. Um, so building now a comprehensive online coaching resource center that can serve everybody can give you that roadmap. Yeah, you're going to get the roadmap in the book. Come join us in the community and we're going to go even deeper on that. But that book has been, that's what opened up for me, the coaching program, the podcast, speaking engagements. It really was the partnership with Forbes uh, in publishing the book has been phenomenal. That is amazing. And I want to be real cognizant of your time and people's time. So I'd like for you to just kind of give us a how can we reach you? How, what's the best ways to, to connect with you, to join with you in, in this mission of, uh, of uh, changing the trajectory of careers? You know, I can, I can firmly see this being something that would be required training for organizations. You know, if they feel like they've got a dysfunction going on, let's 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 show these show people how to find that satisfaction and, and, and have that impact, because I, I agree. I think impact trumps um, 
it, it, it trumps salary. It trump it trumps benefits. I mean, they need that, and they want, and it's certainly a, a factor. But I, I've seen people that would take a lower salary for a higher impact. And so, so right. kind of, kind of give us, you know, the best ways to reach you. Yeah, absolutely. And look, you just hit a point. I'll just kind of key on, and then I'll tell you how to reach me. The one thing people don't. Don't you can't Google your career. You can't Google. There's just some things you can't Google in terms of where do I go and how do I do this? You actually need people who've been there. So this idea of reaching back is exactly what we're trying to do. What you're trying to do with your health coaching, you're reaching back to help others because you've been on that journey. So I post content about it. I go live every Monday morning uh, at nine, you know, 930 a.m. Eastern. So folks can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. But also to your point earlier, just go to my website, SicilySimpson.com, and you can sign up there to reach me. And uh, that's uh, pretty much, the, you know, I'm everywhere. You can find me everywhere. Uh, all the socials, my website. So I encourage folks to reach out to me. It's funny. After I do these videos, um, I get a lot of social media messages, people reaching out for one-on-one conversations. So I always encourage that regardless of which social platform you're using. That is awesome. Cicely, thank you so much for being on Keep This In Mind today. The, the first the first interview episode, we've got it in the books. It's, it, and, and I don't think anything crashed. I haven't heard anybody say, I thought you were going live. So, so, so I'm assuming everything went well. Thank you again so much for being, being a part of this. Uh, I value our friendship. I value your, your, you Likewise. speaking into my life and, and into the lives of, of others. And you know what? I like to say this. Uh, I, this used to be my tagline on an old podcast, and I think it's a, applicable here. And that is, knowledge is not power. Applied knowledge is power. Thanks again. That's right. You can have it and never do anything with it. I love it. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. That is going to do it for this episode of Keep This In Mind. For more, visit davidaspect.com. Like, follow, and subscribe. Thank you for listening. And remember, applied knowledge is power. God bless.